Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. God is calling us out of our comfort zones. Today on Better Together, Christine Kane, Holly Wagner, Jenny Lesko, Zai Chandler, and Havila Cunnington join us for a conversation on how to receive peace that passes all understanding and empowers us to walk in victory. Come on, let's talk about it. You know, I'll never forget uh, when Nick came home to tell me that he really felt that we should move to America. Now, you know, of all the places in the world... Hey, be nice. <laughs> ..that I wanted to move to, America was never on my radar. You know, I'm Greek, so Santorini was on my radar. Uh, Barcelona, maybe. Santorini's on all Lisbon, of You know, yeah. like, I just, like, the south of France. Uh, here I am, Lord. Yes. Send me. Yes. Um, but, you know, we were travelling uh, together for nine months of the year outside of Australia. The Lord had really opened the world. We were taking our two kids. We would do like 10-week trips with a six-week-old and uh, Catherine was four and Sophia was six weeks. And so, you know, that's a lot of time on aeroplanes, hotels, and then um, back. It was like it was obvious that what the Lord had done for us around the world and helping churches that um, Australia, I was still keeping it as my base because I was so, I'm, is so loyal. And, you know, I had this prophetic word. A prophet came through and said, um, you know, there's someone here and you're loyal, but when loyalty stands in the place of the will of God, it's actually become an idol. And it was like Christine oh. Kane, um, and which, which would be where I would really err, is that I am so loyal when you got me. I am mafia. It's the Greek thing for life. <laughs> I'm there. And, um, you know, I was so loyal to, uh, you know, where I was attending church at the time that um, just so sewn in, but it was obvious that my life, that the Lord had opened the world and the Lord was, I was like the exact opposite of people that are like, I'm going to, I want to pursue this worldwide thing. I was so heart and soul local and build the church and do whatever that I, because I couldn't reconcile, oh my gosh, how, how could this all happen? But Nick's like, this is obvious and I'm, I'm just laughing because in terms of today's the last day we, you know, talking about submission, but how all of these things go together. Because even in all of our married life, um, there would only be two things. So in 26 years of marriage where I wasn't 100% on board with something, <laughs> only two. Like, so that's how, you know, all these people that go on big about submission. One was the move to America and the other one was um, in all of my 26 years of speaking engagements, uh, there was only there's only been once in 26 years that Nick has pulled it ever out of one. And wow. anyone that knows me That's knows amazing. that I speak about yeah, 300 times a year. It's not like a, a normal, like, you know, it's it's a lot. Um, oh only once. And I was like, just, I can't believe you're going to do that. But it was, it was this thing, all right, finally, I got to an all right in a very unsanctified process. <laughs> um, but that was the day that he pulled it. It was in Egypt that um, the war broke out and it was across the road from the church that I was wow. speaking in was when the big war, that's exactly where the missile hit and oh, like we would have been there. So wow. he was 
Right. He loves this because he's batting a thousand so yeah. far. So <laughs> he like, he's like, um, so there was that. And the other one was obviously it was the Lord's will yeah. for us to move. Um, and then out of that, I mean, A21 has now 19 offices, 16 countries. You know, we have three churches propels in 108 countries, like all of the thing. And this is geogra- not, it's geographically way more significant and for what the Lord had called us to do over here. But I just remember that what I, I was so, so it's, it's funny, other people, it's like, I'm so comfortable. Anyone that knows me is like, I'm up, where's the Lord going? Let's make things happen. Yeah. But in this case, my loyalty and my loyalty to people and my loyalty to a particular way of doing something, even when it was obvious. And I think, especially towards the end, I knew in my heart of hearts, but because I couldn't work it out in a reasonable way, how is this, how am I still going to be loyal and submitted and sewn in and you know, this is where you could get, it gets really weird spiritually. Like you can tie in a lot of things. Um, in my own life, I think because of my own attachment issues, you know, I was left in a hospital when I was born. I didn't really attach with my adopted mum. It was a complicated relationship. So I think in many ways, my own local church back in Australia at the time, it filled so many of those needs yeah. for me. Yeah. There was, and so then when the Lord's wanting you to grow, it can all get messed up. Is that the whole yes. thing can all get messed up. So, um, you know, I had to, and I remember as that process happened, we came to America, then there had to be like a second sort of level of detachment from that. And that was very difficult. And I remember there was some things I was seeing and the Lord was moving me across even a broader realm of the church. And again, Nick was like already there. And I'm like, man, I just, it's that Greek, it's that orphan child, it's all of those things coming in. And every time before the Lord gave us greater influence of ministry, he would do a deeper work in me, which meant a detachment in certain ways and dealing with unhealthy attachments that I had. Um, And it was so hard because so much of my life in ministry is about loyalty and being planted and being, I mean, that that is so much of what I teach. So I am going to err for years on the wrong side of that than going. And I remember there was this thing happening and I thought, I can't change this. I certainly don't like the direction this is going. Um, And I just remember there in that moment, the Lord was, Christine, you know, um, you can step back without turning your back. And I think for wow. me that was a real wow. moment of liberty that I was able relationally to start a process of stepping back. I, I couldn't in that moment with from just the way I'm wired up, some people it's easy and yeah. some people yeah. prematurely turn yeah. it back and run and that's that's got its own issues yes. of just I'm bailing, I'm for out sure. of here. Right. I'm the opposite of that. So, um, <laughs> so then it was like as I stepped back, it gave the Lord room to come in so I could tell what is the difference of submitting to God and pleasing man? Where do I need to maybe submit and yield in this situation? Because sometimes it's not clear all at once. There are so many and you go, I I want to be submitted to the Lord, which in some cases looks like submitting to people as well and uh, systems and authorities and structures. And, um, you know, I, I certainly believe in leadership in the church. I certainly believe in submitting to authority and all of that. So all of that and when you really believe all of that, it becomes really difficult then when you're starting to go, mm, maybe maybe the Lord's requiring of me something else. So mm. I, I think that stepping back, not turning my back, gave the Holy Spirit room to come in where I wasn't giving him room and, um, and go, okay, now how do I learn this process? Where is it just because my identity is tied up in this? My comfort's tied up in this. I know everyone. I... Um, 
have got decades of, of, of life in here. So you can get into a rhythm and a practice and you're not going to move with God just because you're comfortable, because it's easy, yep. because your yep. security's in here, your significance is in here. Um, so I think, I don't know, that might help someone today of in some cases, if you step back, not turn your back, there's room for the Holy Spirit yes. Yes. to begin to go, okay, I'll show you. And if you've got a heart that's open, I'll show you where you're just yeah. still locked in out of insecurity or you're still locked in because you are getting something from this that you need to be getting from God. And in my case, yeah. there were some things that I was expecting from people what I could only get from God. I just think there was a particularly painful situation about seven years ago where the Lord was asking me to step back, step back from a particular ministry, step back from a, a particular relationship. Can I just tell you, it nearly killed me. I thought I was going to die. I was so invested into that relationship, that ministry for over three decades of my life. I had poured my heart and soul in. I thought I was there until the day I was going to die. But the interesting thing is that as I was obedient to God, even though I couldn't see it all then, I look at all of these years later and certain things have happened and things have unraveled and people have left and things have changed. Had I not listened to God and endured the pain of change back then, then I would have been caught up in a lot of the collateral damage and the pain of the unraveling today. Sometimes you don't even realize what God is protecting you from, and you might not even see it for, in this case, almost a decade. But if you're faithful and obedient, even when you don't understand, that's why the scripture says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. I think submission is an issue of trust more than understanding. I mean, when you got here, when you and you followed what Nick said, his one of two times. Yeah, I would have been happier yeah. <laughs> if I detached my heart earlier. But okay. because I came from a little bit of a shame culture, I was made, I was sort of given a, con a conditional blessing, like a public, like, yes, but privately, there was a yes. lot of shame and yes. guilt and condemnation yes. behind the scenes. Yes. And because I care so much about the church, I couldn't, I, like, I, I would just do what I was called to do. So there was still a lot of, it took, several years between, wow. yeah, yeah oh. but where I had to, but that was the Lord doing a work in me that I had to go deep to yeah. trust my own ability to hear from God because I so believe this stuff that we're talking about, being in community, getting wise yeah. counsel, yeah. getting, again, I have such an over-realised yeah. <laughs> thing of that, that I, I err the other way. I'm running out of years now, like I'm in my late 50s. I can't say, do I wish I was there in my 20s or 30s? I don't know that I would have done it differently. Yeah. And it doesn't, yeah. you know, I, I did the best I knew how I wanted to please God. Yes. And I wanted to honour and submit. Huh. Um, and having said all of that, it, you know, the psalmist says it was good that they afflicted me. Mm. It probably stopped me yeah. from yeah, yeah, yeah. from derailing my own life. Yes. Probably it kept a lot of my own arrogance and pride and propensity to become arrogant. Um, it kept it was a check and a balance. Yeah, in a sense, probably. Actually, that's that's really. Um, I wonder. I wonder what it would have yeah, become. Yeah, I just even that thought. Like, it, how many of us could say it was good that they afflicted me? I know. Right. I think I'm just at a place where I could say that now. Yeah. Well, I, I wasn't. At no, the time. you're. It's. Yeah. I'm going. Yeah. Actually, yeah. That's scripture. because because it's kept me from. I might have derailed my own life because yeah. the yeah. Lord so elevated me. The Lord did mm. so much, and this was like a thorn in my flesh that I've had to carry for a lot of years. So yeah. I think, I think it is. Where the psalmist said it, it was good that they afflicted me. Yeah. I think about wow. when I first married my husband and I was so, I had to learn how to 
submit to his leading rather than my family's leading. Mm. And like, that mm. was really hard because, you know, you grow up somewhere and you, you trust their leadership and their love and all the things. And it took me like having those moments, it took me years to understand that if I was to choose, I may not ask him what he wants first. I might ask my sister. I've had an identical twin sister or my yeah. dad or my mom. And it really took me submitting my finding out that there was an unhealthy attachment, uh, but it mm-hmm. looked holy. Totally. Yeah. That's what I mean. That I feel was like my you're life. saying that it was my totally. life. It, it wasn't looked, a yeah, wrong, totally. weird, yeah. you know, soul tie with some weird person. Yeah. It just is the right thing, right? At the wrong time mm. is still yes. the wrong thing. There's something about it that it was time and there was a purpose in it, but you don't know that until you start feeling like something's not working here and I don't know what this is. And then you go inward and that's what affliction does. Mm. And it makes you go, I'm not, something is in pain. I don't know what this is, but I'm uncomfortable in my skin. Something's not working. And then you can either avoid it, but pretty soon you go, I'm not making it through the day. Something's off. And then you go to work and you figure out what's happening. That's what's so beautiful about submitting to the Lord's will. Yeah. Because I mean, I just picture it like a, um, a puzzle and you see all the different pieces and some that like, this really doesn't make yeah. sense. But yeah, as yeah. you're like piecing things together, you see like, oh, this is what God was doing all along. Yes. But those little, those little feelings, those little nudges, those little things that like, if we could ignore them, but if we lean into them and lean into your, our husband's wisdom or someone who's speaking truth in our lives, like, we're able, we can actually walk in that. And then we look right. back and then we see God's protection and we see his provision, yeah. but then there's peace in that. And I think yeah. that that's, as we walk with the Lord, he's gonna give us the peace that passes understanding as we're submitting to him, which sometimes it doesn't make sense. I think there can only be growth in submission because as we're laying, as we're laying down our lives, we're opening up to God to do whatever He wants. And so um, if He chooses to to test us and to um, bring us through a time of, of pain and testing, then we're growing in that. If He chooses to bring us through a time of abundance and awesomeness, then we can, we can actually grow in those in those times too. So I think no matter what, as we're just laying our lives out before the Lord, a living sacrifice, God's going to do whatever He wants in us. And I think that that's the beauty and the mystery and the um, the power of just living our lives following Jesus because we're just at His, we're at His will. We're at what He wants to do. And it's an adventure. It's wild. It's wonderful. It's hard, but it's so worth it and so rewarding. And there's no other place to be than right next to Jesus, walking with Him, holding His hand, taking step by step as He leads and as He guides, as we just live submitted to Him. Connect with us on social media. Like, comment, and share your favorite moments from today. We can't wait for you to join our community. (laughs) When I gave my life to Christ, I was a bartender. Awesome. And- um, Were you a good one? Oh. (laughs) I love Jesus, everybody. (laughs) So I'm working at um, at a bar, having to get my life to Christ, and it's pretty radical. It's pretty, pretty radical. I'm not gonna bore you with the details. 
So, and I'm like, oh my goodness, okay. I'm at a bar. I mean, it's paying. It's paying for stuff. You make like the cheddar and the money. And so, and I'm like, and I just felt, um, I probably shouldn't be here. I think someone mentioned it, spiritual authority, whatever. Someone mentioned, maybe you shouldn't, you should think about going somewhere else. I said, excuse me, God provides for me and he's providing richly for me. So this, me being here in the bar is pretty, pretty great. It's like, but you, and, and plus I'm a light. God wants me to be a light yeah. here. And, you know, spiritual authority said, and I started just kind of reading my Bible a little bit more. And I'm sensing like, you you probably shouldn't be there. But I'm like, no, I mm. am supposed to testify <laughs> for the goodness of God. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm a baby yeah. and I'm trying to process it all. And it just seems like the you feel this inkling, almost like he's leading with something. You're starting to get a, a yeah. little bit more yeah. irritated yeah. at like the patron, something that you, I used to be super excited to go. And now I'm not yeah. as excited, but I'm thinking it's warfare. You know, yes. somewhat yes. like that's the enemy. It's, it's the enemy <laughs> speaking to me. And, no, literally. So I'm there, and like the the irritations. It's almost as if the grace is lifting yeah. a bit. Yeah. But I am just my the bar. They loved me there. So that loyalty yes. issue. It's providing for me, and I like to be comfortable. So this. Yes. Um, so God, you. What do you mean? I've applied already to different places in the hospital, but I haven't gotten a call back. So I am not going to the nursing school and all that. I'm not going to um, uh, quit this yes. right. because this looks safe. Right. This looks this looks yeah. practical. This is mm -hmm. I'm the light, everybody. And um, slowly but surely, it almost became so heavy on me coming wow. in. It was like I was going into a cave. Wow. Like, I feel like God had to turn it up a little bit yes. more. You start making yes. dumb mistakes. It's like, what is happening? And at the time I felt, again, it was warfare. I thought it was just all these di different yes. circumstances. And I realized on the other end of it, like this is God trying to lead me somewhere. Totally. Like this is, and the more I ignore it, the more he kind of turns it yes. up a little bit. For some mm. folks, it's like you, maybe you're newer to faith and maybe you're not newer to faith. You're just thinking it's a lot of random things happening all at once, but no, you're feeling pain somewhere. Things, you're starting to be a little bit more annoyed. Yeah. Something's happening and I dare say yeah. it's the Lord trying to lead you somewhere. And the best thing to yeah. do is to literally stop. God, are you speaking to me? Exactly. God sometimes asks us to get outside of our comfort zone in order to submit to Him. Wow, because in our comfort zone, we are comfortable. All of our senses are almost lulled down. And it's almost as if, you know, when you go outside and it's a cold day, like it just like wakes you up, wakes all of your senses up. And I love when he calls us out to wake us up, to realize that, hey, we're not, we're just coasting and there's something right now that he wants us to do. And I just love when God does that, like when he's calling us out of something, it's because he's calling us into something and we can grieve what he's calling us out of or we can be with expectation god i don't know what's next but god i trust you like you're gonna walk with me you're you're this next season is all in your hands it's already occurred to you you already you're the author of time so you already know what's to come and my job is just to trust you and to relax knowing that 
You're here. What you just said, too, there's some things that he rescues us from. Amen. Yeah. And then... Yeah. There's things he expects us to hear his voice in. Yeah. So I, I remember when I was working as kind of like you in the bar, you know, whatever. I was not in a bar, um, <laughs> but working as an actress. Right? So I was, uh, and I had was young, 21 years old, and um, was the lead in this um, basically nighttime soap opera. Back in the day, 80s, you weren't really born, so <laughs> you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Okay, wouldn't I know. wasn't born. Anyway, you weren't. <laughs> um, and. This is when Jesus was, he'd been Savior my whole life, but this is the year he became Lord. And there's a difference, oh, right? Yes. This is when oh, yes. this becomes yes. about his will, right? Yes. And so right after we'd done this series, then uh, I remember reading this verse and it challenged me about imitating evil. And I was in the, I was the young thing in a show. So I was like in a bikini or lingerie the entire time. That's what I felt like. <laughs> and, um, and I just felt like, this, you know, like, um, this may not be the right thing. And so... <laughs> I, I remember, and I felt like the spirit of God was saying, this is, you need to start making some changes. But we, I signed a contract here. Like yes. we had yeah. a, this is a contract. So how do I get out yeah. of this? Wow. And what do I do now? And I don't know. And, and I'm trying to like, got agents and managers, like you're pleasing a lot of people here. And I go, I, God, I, get me out of this. Oh, how do, wow. if you don't get me, I, don't, I can't, I can't get myself out of this. Yeah. Wow. So then the, we, no, we, so we taped all these shows. The first one airs. The ratings are through the roof. And I went, this is not going to help. <laughs> I don't know what to do now. Oh, my God. And then the next week, the same. And then, then that, so then they're already scheduling us to go back and shoot more. And again, I've signed a con contract here. Yes. And so yeah. I don't know what to do. And so then, but by about week five, they make all these changes and they decide to not do the show. And <gasps> all of the people are stunned. Wow. And I know why. Yep, Because exactly. you prayed it. Because God got me out of this. Like he, you start backing up slowly. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. So I got rescued. Wow. And now just fast forward a little bit. Now I'm, I've had this conversation with God and I say to him, okay, I won't take parts that dishonor you because there are not really any parts at this point that honor you. So we'll just start with the note, not dishonor. <laughs> right? We'll start. Let's start little. Amazing. Right? So then, you, you, you know, I go on auditions and, I mean, I'm making a living at it, so I am doing some things, right? But, but I'm saying no to a lot of things, yeah. ones that don't even make sense. And so my agents are like, what are you doing? Yeah. And so I'm saying no to daytime soap operas, the new lead in the daytime, and I just couldn't do that. And again, I'm not saying this for anybody else. Yes. I knew for you. just for me. And yeah. I'm 22 years old, just trying to figure this out. And then, wow. then I got offered like Friday the 13th part 97, you know, how many ways to die in a bathing <laughs> yes. suit or whatever, right? I don't know. And so that, that was an easy one to say no to. And so I'm, and then I go on this audition and I, at a big production company, I go on this audition and I'm reading with this direct casting director and I, I went, okay, I could tell this probably might work here. And all I had was just two pieces of paper. So I didn't know what the whole script was about. So then after this, I, I go out and ask them, can I have the whole script? And so, which nobody asked that, but I knew I couldn't be a part of something. Wow. The whole thing. Wow. So I go home and I read it and it's just, I can't do it. And, um, again, not for everybody, just for me, I knew yeah. I just couldn't do it. And so, um, I'm like, okay, well, then I get called back and the, my agent goes, well, good job. This is a big deal. You got called back and go, um, actually, Oof, I can't go back on this. What do you mean you can't go on? This is like, who, well, this is a big deal. I, I just can't. I just can't. Hung up the phone. So then a week goes by and my agent calls me and she says, um, 
I don't know what's happening here, but that was genius because now they're bypassing and they just want to screen test you and one other person. No, oh, I'm no. like, wait, wait, what? Oh my God. No, no, I can't, I can't do this. You don't understand. I can't do this. And it's just, and she goes, who do you think you are? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but I can't do this. And so then she hangs up on me. And um, so I'm just like, huh, huh, huh. And then three days go, comes by and she calls me back. She goes, I don't even know what to say to you but they've offered you the part. It's just that this doesn't happen like this. And then she names a salary per week. I'm like, oh my word. I'm going to go back to God. <laughs> Are you sure, guys? I can't, like, right. I can't do it. I'll tie. So then I have to get off the phone because I, I can't, she's yelling because I can't do yes. it. Mm. And then she calls back the next day and she goes, I, I'm, I don't even, again, I have no words. They doubled their offer to you. Wow. Gosh. And um, I just, I just kind of started like going. I, I can't do this. I don't even know what to say. She goes, well, "What would make you do this?" And I said, "A new show. I mean, I can't do this. Yeah. I can't do this." And so that night, actually, I went to a. Uh, I was in a small group with some other actors, and they all were challenging me. So you should be a light on the set, Holly. You should be taking this job. And I'm thinking, aren't I supposed to be a light everywhere? But anyway, and um, just think of, and this was my favorite, all the Bibles you could send to China. Um, yeah. And so, but I knew, like, I knew I had been rescued from one, but this is one where I had to actually yes. wow. yield. You had to choose. And so said no to a lot, a lot of money. And, and was it easy for you? What the, the going back and forth with the agent because I also wanted to make her happy yeah, and it, nobody understands and I'm yeah. 22 right? right and so nobody understands that and 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 so but but the next week there was no regret in me like I wasn't wishing mm. I'd done this my yeah. agent was had to work hard at forgiving me but then I got a movie part so <laughs> fine but. <laughs> But it was tricky. So, I mean, all that to say is that I think there are moments when that God rescues us out of something, but I think there are more moments when we have to fully come under yes, and, so and walk good. away yeah. from something and there'll be a cost to it. But to this day, I don't regret that at all. See, I didn't know then that I would ultimately be a shepherd in God's house. I didn't know. Wow. No. I think it's so easy to when we're successful and experiencing um, the abounding, the the good, the um, the much, the abundance, to to feel like, oh, we've we, we got this, like everything's good, and we we can handle this. And I think to be able to have the submitted mindset in the midst of success and not success, or not success and success, however you want to look at that. Um, I think that is life-changing because knowing that what God has given us can be taken away. And if it is taken away, where's our hope? Our, is our hope and our, our, our trust in the things that we have? Or are we hoping and trusting in Jesus? And then no matter what happens here or there, um, we're, our eyes are fixed on Him. That's such a good picture to follow. And I love how you kept saying like, it's this specifically isn't for everyone, but it's what God's speaking to you. Right, and, that, and thank I you for bringing that, that up. Because I, I that. then fast forward now, to, you know, decades, I was pastoring a church in LA with all these entertainers in my church. And so yeah. I couldn't just, 
Again, my story doesn't have to be theirs. Exactly. It was what he told me. And I think sometimes we yeah. mess it up because we yeah. think what God told you to yes. do exactly. is for everybody. Yes. That's it's not for true. Everybody. Yes. And there are certain things. Yeah, the Bible's true for all of us. Right. But then there's specific paths that yeah. you're on yeah. that God has for you. Totally. And I think that's where we have to be careful that we don't make how I submit. Totally. Does that make sense? Yes. Right? Yeah, and sometimes he'll bring it back and you get it. Yeah. But sometimes he's testing if you're willing to give it up. Yeah. I do think that. Even like Isaac, he, ta- he takes him up the mountain, mm-hmm. he's going to kill yes. him, yeah. and then God says he spares him. Yeah. There are times, but what he's seeing is are we being led? Yeah. And uh-huh. then, you know, kind of that part of like, you know, it's sad. It is sad sometimes to say no to things. I remember when I was 19 being offered a job at a church called Bethel, 19 to be the pastor, to be a Friday night pastor. It was 800 people in the church, not a big church, but they were excited. They had this little school of ministry. They were doing, you know, 40 students and they needed a women pastor. They didn't have any female pastors at that time. And they wanted a female. And I was, I've been pastoring at our church for a couple of years. And, and then God gave me a no. And I had submitted it to our leadership and they said, you know, we really want you here. You can go up there, but we think it'd be best you stayed. So I said, okay, I'm not going. I'm like praying Bethel falls apart. You know, it doesn't become anything. Bethel becomes a global <laughs> movement, <laughs> right? Blows up to a 12,000 person church and Bethel music. And here I am serving my local church, mm, you know, a couple, you know, a couple yes. services, wow. serving, 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 serving. What did you feel during that time? I felt humiliated. Wow. That's how I felt. I felt humiliated because I thought this was the moment and I I missed God. I I missed God because I was maybe, I didn't know. And I was was submitted to a point where I wondered if I maybe missed God. Like I maybe elevated man's voice over it, over. And I didn't know how God was going to figure it out. Then I buy a house next to the church. And I think that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I'll just live and die here. I'm happy serving. I'm the worship pastor. Then I'm the teaching pastor. We have five services. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy. I will serve. I will put chairs up and I'll answer the phone and I will preach a message. And sometimes I would lead worship and preach on the same service. I mean, that's how it was, right? But then my world falls apart and I call three people, three of which had jobs, and one of them was a guy named Chris Valentin. I called, Banning was one of our, my close friends. And, and they said, well, there's this job for this more evolution up in Reading. And I went, well, I know Reading, they're safe people. And I, I believe in revolutions. I believe in morality. So maybe we can do both. Okay. And I went up there and began to serve. And didn't really even think that was a stepping stone for ministry. That wasn't really my, my motivation wasn't like, I'm going to go there. It was more like, I've got four kids to feed. Yes. You know, I'm going to do what it takes. Yeah. And loaded up our U-Haul and went up there. And I did not know that God would bring me to this place. Wow. And now I'm the women's pastor of the whole church. Yeah. But I would not have known that when I submitted. And I would have wow. felt like I missed God all along. And I, I think that there are people probably that are watching today that feel like they messed it all up. Like they're, they, they should have married the guy. But now the guy has a gorgeous wife and a thousand kids and they're single sitting in in an apartment going, should I have, or, you know, I should have taken that job, but I didn't because I went on a missions trip or I I did ministry school and now I didn't do. And I just, I feel like God just brings it around. Like it doesn't, I I could not have orchestrated it that way. It wasn't, it wasn't a straight road. It was a crooked road, but it led to what God had. And so I think the same way, like there's, there's, it's so much more about the journey than it is yes, about the end. So. Yes. It's so much more about 
those rich moments when nobody knew, nobody mm -hmm. cared, nobody, yeah. and you're crying till your ears, you know, yeah. your tears fill your yeah. ears, and you just, you know, like, I am, I'm in it for you. I'm not Amen. in it for any other reason. Yeah. And I am, you get to a point where you stop pushing mm -hmm. and yes. you just surrender. Yes. And you just go, it's like in labor. Like, I'm not, I'm just, I'm not going to resist the pain. I'm just going to let it come. Yeah. I know this sucks. I don't want to be here. I don't want to yeah. do this. Yeah. Totally. But I know too much to go back. Like, I hate being in the desert. And there's no going back. There's no going back. <laughs> no like, going back. I know, like, I'm too, I'm, I've been brought out of bondage. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I'm in the middle of a desert. I'm surrounded yeah. by the enemy. I can't make this happen. I can't, so many people, I can't get pregnant. I want to, I can't get married. I can't get the job. I can't move towns. Yeah. They're at this cusp. Of, I yeah. know there's a breakthrough, but I'm in between a bondage and breakthrough. And I yes. feel like for me though, those were the moments that every message, every book, like everything Absolutely. that I genuinely have yes. said a thousand times mm -hmm. came out of those seasons yep. because you 100%. can't get the beauty yes. in, in the success. There, there's a beautiful point where you try to point back to I promise, yes. like this is really authentic and real and and, and success yep. is wonderful, but there's something beautiful about those moments. And we all look back, like yes. at that moment where you go, well, I was 22 and it was painful and my agent was angry at me, but yeah. you know what? God had me pastor yes. a community of yeah. influencers and actors, but you got, you got to empower them to make powerful choices, whether it was to not do it or to do it, you were empowering their choice. So if you're contending right now, wherever you are, and you're in the middle of feeling kind of a, a, a holy dis, discontentment and a, and a like, I want something, but I don't know what to do. I want you to know that it is okay to feel that, that there's nothing wrong with that. In the Bible, there's many people that were, Hannah contended for a baby, right? Sarah and Abram, Sarai and Abram, they contended for a baby. It's okay to contend, but you have to keep moving forward. And when it's time, God moves. We cannot move the hand of God. We can set him up, <laughs> we can pray, we can ask, we can continue to ask. But I'll tell you what, God is God. He's been God for a long time. He's really good at it. And when he wants to move, he will move. And most often it's about our hearts being transformed in the process. It's about what we learn in the process that gets us ready for the promise. You know, in the scripture, we're told to let our light so shine before men that they may see our good deeds and glorify our Father that's in heaven. Do you know there is glory that comes to God when a lost and a broken world sees the works of God done in the name of God that actually bring beautiful justice to an unjust world, bring peace to a chaotic world, bring hope to a hopeless world, bring love to a loveless world, bring kindness to a mean world. When we bring those things and people see those good deeds and people see those good actions, what it does is it shows them that there is a beautiful and glorious and gracious and loving and kind God in the midst of a really, really dark world. Explore more of the stories and inspiring content you love from Better Together on our YouTube channel, Better Together TV. Subscribe today and never miss a new upload.
love when crazy things start to happen because I know this is a moment that God, He is going to get the glory. There's a sifting that's taking place in me and Satan does want to sift me as a wheat. And I almost, I remember getting the word a long time ago. It was one thing after the next, after the next. And I mean, you're dealing with a lot of anxieties, a depression. What is Mm -hmm. happening Mm -hmm. to me? I'm a Christian. Like I'm serving in your church. This is not fair. Like the mental battles and stuff and you start to pray things away but I'm like God what is going on and I felt the Lord say Satan wants to sift you as wheat sift you it's violent it's a shaking he wants to why to see what you're made of Zai and I'm telling you that you're made up of more artificial things than you think you are wow Wow. and I remember I'm like then what the like help me Like, God, please help me. And so when things start to happen, I'm like, okay, I'm, he's trying to tell me what I'm made of. I want to be made of the real stuff. Amen, me too. Yeah. I want to be made yeah, up the real stuff. Yeah, so when yeah. something happens, I'm like, okay, I think there's something yeah. artificial in my diet. Wow. So God, That's help sad. me to take it out because I want to be made out of the real stuff. And what happens? like, but I prayed for you. Mm. And after you turn to me, because it hurts so much sometimes that you just want to... Yeah retreat. You want to stop preaching. Mm -hmm. You want to stop caring. You want to stop doing a lot of things. And it's just, man, God is so good. Yes. Says after you've returned to me, strengthen your brethren. I love when bad things happen to me because I know that God loves to He's reminding me, telling me what I'm made of. And I think I've picked up some things from culture. I've picked up some things from fear. I've picked up some things from all these different things. And it's part of me. And I don't even realize it. And so these shaking happens. And he is so good in those moments. And and it's like the purification process. I always love it because I can hear him so much better. I know. That's the truth. That's the truth. (laughs) And what's really wonderful is that when bad things happen, then you learn, I've learned the language of pain. So then I can know how to communicate to other people that are going through it. Like, you know what it is to be in those casting calls to say no to really good deals. So like you've experienced Mm -hmm. it. So you could pastor Mm -hmm. a church and help someone through because you know the language of pain. You know Mm -hmm. the language of temptation. You know the language to help someone who's in it. And I also know the peace of submitting. And you know the right. peace so to that me, comes. Right. So to me, it's just like when people say it was that hard, I'm like, actually, I don't remember the hard. I remember the peace at the end. Because you think the turmoil in the midst of it. Yes. So the, the lack it. of peace when you're st- saying yes to things you shouldn't be saying yes to or you're in situations that you're not, yeah. it's a constant anxiety. It's yes. like that's, I think before right. we came to here, to America, I'm like, um, I'm it wasn't working. It's that whole thing, yeah. or even the stepping back. A lot of times we're in this state of inner turmoil in our spirit, which can affect our body and all of the things, yes. is because we're not doing the thing we should be doing. That brings peace. I have um, resisted God at times. I've tried to um, talk to him about this way, I'm gonna do it this way. And all that did was produce angst inside me. And as soon as I went, okay, 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 your way, God, (laughs) then peace comes. And do you know how you know it's his way? Actually, um, the Bible's pretty clear about 
many things that are his way. So I don't have to go, God, is it okay for me to sleep with that guy? No, it's not okay, because that's in the Bible. But there are some specific things for me, right, that, that are mine to walk out. And so oftentimes that comes with, there's just a peace that comes once I yield to it. And so sometimes for me, when I'm trying to make a decision about, is I picture myself five years from now, if I make this decision. What's that gonna look like? What's that gonna feel like? So that's some of the questions I ask myself, but it's, so I'm not, it, but oftentimes it's just when I, it's just knowing that I can breathe. There's a peace that comes from trusting God with that outcome now. We forget that being lukewarm is more painful mm -hmm. than being on oh, fire yeah. and being rejected yeah. by our peers. Absolutely. We think, oh, we'll be lukewarm and I'll be okay, but we don't understand the turmoil of living in two totally. worlds. Right. And we try to tell people that. You think living for Christ is hard, try living in both worlds. Oh, so that that kind of concept. Wow. So I like what you're saying about yeah. that. I was just I was just thinking of talking about pain, like if God is our shepherd, which Psalm 23 is the best yes. of all, and if yeah need to memorize it if you haven't, because it'll help you. But I just think of um, the Lord is my shepherd. And I think of how through that whole Psalm, like the shepherd takes him to good places, but then yeah. the shepherd also takes him through the valley of the shadow of death. And I mean, I, I will say that going through painful things is not fun. I mean, it, it hurts so much. Yeah. We, um, we experienced death in our family when my five-year-old daughter um, passed away before Christmas in 2012. And that kind of pain, and everyone has their own pain that they yeah. struggle with and deal with. And someone's pain isn't better or worse than someone else's. But I know for us, when death hit our home, that the aching and the heartache and the um, feeling like you can't breathe, like mm. that's so real. But what I love is that you can say, Lord, thank you for what you've brought us through. And thank you for the things that you taught us in the darkness, because now we can walk through the valley of the shadow of death, which is just the valley of the shadow of death. It's yeah. it's not even death. death. Yes. And God, he, our shepherd walks us through it. And so there's peace in submission. When you're, when this puzzle piece doesn't make sense, you submit it to God and you say, God, I don't understand this. I actually really hate this. And I, I wouldn't wish this on anyone, but I trust mm -hmm. you. And then wow. that peace that passes understanding, God gives you. And you literally can look back and see like, we went through the, these dark days, yeah. but God was holding us. God was carrying us. And I'm so thankful. Mm -hmm. I still hate it, yeah. but I'm so thankful yeah. Yeah. for God's faithfulness to teach me and to put things in me that I wouldn't have otherwise. I, I love what you said that. I think sometimes we're afraid we hear stories like that and I have a five-year-old daughter. First of all, thank you for, yes. yeah. just yeah. thank you for how you've just navigated that mm -hmm. and you and your family and the book that's come out of it. Just mm -hmm. thank you. Thank you. But you hear and all these different, and enemy knows what your trigger is. Yes. He knows the thing that you're most fearful oh, yeah. of and he will be, he will put that in front of you. Yeah. Like, and you will see it everywhere. And so some, I've realized after a while that I was dealing with so much anxiety mm -hmm. of all these things. They weren't even real, yeah. but they were just a figment of my imagination. And so they were causing me 
just anxiety. Yeah. And it's just like, God, I don't know what's going to come of the future. I have kids now in this yeah. crazy world. Like yeah. when yeah. you experience, I've also experienced untimely death in my family. And I think when you experience that, it kind of t- totally. takes the, the air out of yeah. you. And you just, you're just, yeah. every moment you're just like that. And I remember the Lord say, I, you don't, you're not going to know what's going to come next. Yes. Yes. But you do know me. Yes. And I do walk with you yes. through whatever is happening. Yeah. Yeah. And you must know that I am Emmanuel. I am with you, Zai. Amen. And so I can literally say right now, mm. I don't know what's going to happen in the future, yeah. but I'm in such peace. Yeah. I don't have to know. Come on. I know him. And the worst can happen, but I know even if it does, he has yeah. a way of making it work together for my good yes. and giving me beauty for ashes that it, do- it yeah. takes away the fear. Yes. It's so amazing why at the tail end of, um, of a trial, we can look back and say, oh my God, you were so present in that. Oh my God, I see the muscle that you were building in in my life. And that's why, again, I love when bad things happen because I know that there's something new. There's a new lesson that God wants me to learn and I think it's worth it. Some of you might be experiencing something and said that there's no purpose here. No, there's always purpose to our pain. God does not waste any hurt. If something happened, he has a way of redeeming it. And so I encourage you, maybe look back, maybe there's some things that have happened to you in the past and you've just kind of let it go. Said, you know, that was then. No, God wants to redeem it. God wants to use it. So I encourage you, bring that back to him. God, why did that happen to me as a child? God, why did I have to see that? God, that was so unfair. And if we will bring that to him, because God can handle our honesty, if we can bring that to him, he can bring clarity to why that happened. You may not know the totality of everything. Sometimes we're not gonna know until we're with him in heaven, but he will give you some purpose to it. He will connect you oftentimes with someone that's going through a very similar thing. And then here you are now after making the storm to say, hey, When I was going through something similar, this is what God did for me. It's so important to look back. Look back, I know it hurts. I know it's not, it's a lot. You don't wanna look back. You wanna keep that stuffed underneath the shelf, but no, 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 look back and see, ask God, say, why did this happen? What were you trying to teach me? And I dare say that he will make it plain to you. He may not tell you everything, but he'll tell you just enough to make you dangerous. There is a pain that comes from um, not submitting to him. Yes. (laughs) And I've had that pain too. That's true. Like when I've chosen my way, whether it was in relationships or decisions and I mean, the Bible calls it conviction. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Right. And I, we can't run from that pain, right? That's actually what sa- ultimately will save us and get us, Yeah, you know. We don't talk much about conviction yeah. these days, but it's that sense of the shepherd's voice, yeah. right? Yeah. It's the shepherd's voice. We just don't talk about conviction, right. but right. it's almost like, well, you know, whatever I'm feeling, if I'm uncomfortable or if it doesn't sound good, then there must be something wrong or I'm not, I'm not 
you know, a or safe. Or blame it on the devil. Yeah, or it's the devil. <laughs> right, but you, you're saying Conviction, that condemnation, I think sometimes yeah. they're so, yeah. we don't I think, know Yeah, the, the conviction is the, the protective voice of God. Yeah that doesn't want us to be harmed right. and I that will lead us. That's our big thing is that yeah. we've drowned out that voice, I think, yeah. with all the other noise. I'm going to pray for people. Yeah. I think uh, because there is so much anxiety in our world, so much stress. Yeah, there is. And um, He Himself is our peace. Again, I think yes. the whole week we've kept talking about ultimately our submission yeah. is to God because He Himself is our peace. There's such a lack of peace in this world uh, because we've just lost the art of listening to our Father, going to our Father. I think all week we've been hearing that. And um, anyway, I'm going to pray for all the women. So Father, I thank you. I thank you that, um, Lord, I just really feel to pray the scripture where you tell us to be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer, supplication and thanksgiving to make our requests known to you. And I pray, Lord, that every person on the other side of the screen would make their requests known to you so that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Yes will guard our hearts. And Lord, I think throughout this whole week, that's really what we're talking about, that true submission to you through obedience to your word, obedience to the voice of your spirit is what brings us ultimate peace. And Lord, in a world that is full of chaos and divisiveness and anger, so much crime and violence and pain and suffering, peace is absent because ultimately we're not submitting to you. So Father, I pray that we would submit to you, we would yield to you and we would see that submission truly is not a dirty word. Yeah. Uh, it's not a dangerous word when it's done right. And so Father, I pray that your peace would permeate us all. In the very marrow of our bones, I pray. Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Connect with us on social media and let us know how our team can pray for you. Hi, I'm Havala and I'm here with Jenny and we are behind the scenes answering your questions. So Angela, you emailed us and you wrote to us and you asked us the question, how do you silence yourself to be able to hear the Holy Spirit? So Jenny, so how do you silence yourself? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I think for me, the season that I'm in right now, I have four kids and our oldest is 16, our youngest is four. And so for me, my quiet time is in the morning and I know it's not for everybody, but I think to be able to find your time that you can just have quiet, for me, it's just the best to be able to wake up in the morning for when everyone is asleep to find my spot and it changes. Sometimes I'm at the dining room table. Sometimes I'm outside by our little fire. Sometimes I'm on the couch by our inside fire, um, fireplace also known as, um, but just finding a, a place with you and God and opening up yourself saying, God speak, here I am, your servant, I'm listening, I wanna hear from you today. And more than I want to, I actually need to hear yeah. from you today. And so, and sometimes my friend, Holly Furtick, will, she's taught before, um, to find pockets in your day. Cause sometimes you don't have an hour in the morning or maybe you slept in because your little guy um, fell asleep in your bed and was kicking you all night and you did not get a good night's sleep. And I think sometimes that means you just find a pocket in the day where you can even lock yourself in the bathroom and just find a moment where you're just taking a breath and um, asking God to fill you and to give you his perspective and um, to, to fill you with his spirit and strength to do what he's called you to do yeah. that day. So if you can find a pocket, find the best time for you to just be still and know that he's God. Awesome.